You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Eight minutes after two. Thank you very, very much uh, for staying with us here. And uh, this is Life Happens. My name is Pimelo Mutine. We're going to have a very difficult conversation and it will have some elements of sexual innuendos. And it's not an adult kind of radio, but it is a discussion that talks about abuse. So if this is going to be uncomfortable for you, if it's going to be triggering, please, I'd like to warn you in advance to say that we are going to be discussing male abuse and I really don't want you, be, want you to be caught off guard. However, if you want to take part in this conversation, you're really more than welcome to do so on 0891-104-207. I have three guests with me, Anneli Siswane, who's a clinical psychologist. Um, and I've also got Martin Manamela, who is a life coach. I'm also speaking also to Martin Pel- Pelders. 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 Who is a founder of Matrix Men, and uh, he's also in studio with me. I'm going to start with you, Martin. Um, thanks, thanks everybody for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks, M- Martin. Um, what is Matrix Men? Um, we're the one of the first organisations in South Africa that started up supporting male survivors of sexual abuse. Um, okay. We started eight years ago, and then from there, uh, Reese Mann from Sam Sosa also started up, South African Male Survivors of Sexual Abuse. And to date, there's two organizations in South Africa that, that's Matrix Men and Sam Sosa that support male survivors. Are you, are you able to give us stats of mm. or what are we looking at here? What's well, the ratio of men, uh, male abuse in the country? Well, we're talking here specifically sexual abuse because these are the studies that we have. So male abuse in terms of domestic violence and GBV and all that sort of stuff, we don't, as such that I'm aware of, have research available to us. Okay. So uh, from the male survivors of sexual abuse, so in other words, boys that were abused as children from the ages of whatever to 18, um, the Optimus study that was published in 2016 puts it at 36.9%. And then the 13,915 reasons for equity in health study was done in 2008, puts it at 44%. 44%. 44% of all South African boys are sexually abused by the age of 18. Goodness. And the girls are about 33%, 33 33.6%. So what you're saying is that more boys in this country are sexually abused than girls. I'm not saying that. The research is saying that. <laughs> okay. I mean, the research that you just give, I mean, the research, not you, Martin, but yes. the research that's yes. coming through. Yes, that unfortunately. That is alarming. That is very alarming. But then, does it mean that it's reported? So, so the studies, no. these numbers, are these cases that are reported or no. are these cases that are sort of out there but not quite reported to the authorities? Yeah, none of these are reported. Studies aren't based on reported cases. Mm-hmm. So in the um, uh, Optimus study of 2016, they interviewed over 13,000 boys. Um, and from that, they extrapolated and got the 30... 36.9%. From the 2008 study, um, let's just call it the 13,000 study, they interviewed 126,000 boys in 1,200 different schools around the country, and that's where they came back with the 44%. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. So mm. how much of what we have, uh, how many of those do report? Do we mm, know? Probably about 0.75%. Wow. Yeah. It's minimal. Uh, what do we know about why they don't report? 
Well, there's shame, there's fear. Uh, there's also the portrayal, you know. I mean, I just use my example, um, you know, in my life when I was busy looking for support and I got to a point when I was a teenager where I decided, okay, something, is, something needs to be done about this. And I went around and looked at rape crisis centers. I looked at, you know, all the adverts and everything always portrayed a little girl being, you know, threatened by a man. There was never a little boy as a victim, you know. And that uh, really confused me. And, and at that point, I thought, well, I'm the only one. I'm the only person that's suffering from, from this sort of abuse. And uh, I withdrew and I just kept quiet. So, sure. I've got two people, two other people uh, with us as well. Clinical psychologist, uh, Anela Saswane, and also life coach and counselor, Martin Manamela. Uh, Anela, I want to ask you, I mean, p- people confide in you. Yeah. Um, wh- what do we know about why people don't speak up? Um, it goes back to what he highlighted ar- around the issue of shame. Um, I-, I know one incident recently, one of my friends came out um, out of his own um, situation where he was once raped when he was young. <laughs> and he kept that for so long up until recently he said that. And I suppose what was going through his mind is that which we understand that if you are abused, you take a position of a victim and you identify with that position of being a victim. But one of the, the main things that create the shame is these two problematic structures, what we call hegemonic masculinity and um, and the whole issue of patriarchy, which subscribes to this idea what it means to be a man and being a man, being strong, being in control of your emotions, being in control of your vulnerability. And what do I mean by that? The vulnerability is something that you are not allowed to expose how you feel. The language of feelings is a language that is shamed, especially when it is done by men. Mm-hmm. And so for those men that come to me, um, possibly as a result of being abused, either by molestation or many other variations, it's always having to step out of the realm of what people know what it means to be a man. And being a man also involves being vulnerable. That's what I always um, encourage with my clients, that there's nothing wrong with having to be vulnerable, with having to acknowledge that I'm hurt, with having to acknowledge that I feel abused, to acknowledge that um, I feel violated. Mm. And so those are the kind of things that psychologically we work with. But as we all know that uh, with shame, it comes a lot with emotional baggage, Mm. that one has to find a way of navigating that constantly in trying to be empathic towards yourself, it becomes much more easier to go out and actually speak freely about your experiences of being victimized or taken advantage of in any context. Martin Manamela, I mean, as a life coach, you kind of walk the journey with these people. Um, and I, I can't imagine, you know, so one comes out and says, well, I have been molested or whatever. Uh, that's the one step. Living with the experience must be another step completely. What, what, what do you know about uh, facing and dealing with these people who have to live with this experience? Well, yeah, no, thank you so much. And thank you also for the disclaimer when you started. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just about to drop a bomb. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of people... Uh, you know, come to me with this uh, kind of issues that has happened to them. And honestly and truly speaking, I have been, you know, molested by my uncle when I was about 13 years of age. 
And uh, over the years, I have never, ever been able to talk about it. I've never told anyone about it for many years. It, I mean, I'm 44 now, and I only was able to talk about it two years ago. Sure. And it's everything that, uh, you know, our uh, psychologist has said, as it, as it analyzed. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's been, like, for, for, for all those years, I kept quiet, because remember, I also grew up in the Bundus, which is now in the, in the, in the, in the rural area. So um, what, how you grow up there, they tell you that the man's supposed to be strong. Uh, you cannot, uh, you know, um, associate emotions with a man. It doesn't make sense. And for me, when that happened to me, I got so confused. I didn't know it was my first sexual experience. So I didn't even understand what is this thing all about. How is it that a man sleeps with a man? I never understood it. And I'm growing up, but then uh, as I was growing up, because you're asking a question, how do you live with it mm, now? Mm. So as I was growing up living with it, uh, at some stage I had to shut it down and say, I'm not going to be hurt by it. Just shut down the emotion, shut it down completely until such time that I became a counselor and someone came with the same problem. Now he opens up now, a can of went for me, mm. and I'm thinking, wow. So here I am, here's a man crying with the same thing that I have now, and I kept on having women and men crying about the same thing. So living with it, you can only live with it if you are able to overcome the emotion. Remember, and, and also, you know, uh, connect with people that are positive, people that are not ashamed by it, and also realizing and understanding the fact that, by the way, why am I supposed to be ashamed by this? Why am I embarrassed about it? By the way, I did not do this to myself. So why am I blaming myself for it? Why am I looking down on myself as if I inflicted this thing upon me? So that is the one, that is the fact, you know, to start to say, I shouldn't be ashamed and I need to talk about this. There's people who need help that can also come out of it. Martin Pelder, you said that it took you how long to to say something? I was 13 years of age and I only, I could only talk about it when I was 42. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. was. My abuse ended when I was eighteen or nineteen, and I, I spoke out about it when I was forty-five. Oh. Finally, w- what was the pivotal moment? What was the moment that allowed you to speak up? You know what? It was a case of I heard somebody. I heard another man telling his story. Sure. Uh, yeah. And that's what put me on this on this course. You know, I mean, it is because I heard. It was actually the Oprah Winfrey show many, many years ago, so well, 10 years ago now. And um, I heard they had a show called The 200 Men where they spoke about it. It was run by Tyler Perry, mm. who, by the way, is also a victim of sexual mm, abuse. Yes. Um, I mean, we go through the famous people. There's Sugar mm. Ray Leonard was mm. a victim. Mike Tyson was a victim. You know, so there's, there's many well-known people who were victims, male victims of sexual abuse. And uh, so Terry Crews, uh, he was molested by a Hollywood uh, producer, you know, d- recently, four or five years ago. So it was hearing brave men speaking out and telling their stories that gave me the courage to deal with what I had to deal with. So, but that's exactly it. I, I want to know what's the safe space what is it that's going to allow someone who's sitting at home who's obviously maybe never said anything because yeah. they're afraid is it hearing other men martin manamela is what what was it for you yeah well for me was that uh, when they came and, and and spoke to me about it i then realized that i had a responsibility remember i'm a life coach so i'm i'm helping people with different kind of people out there and counseling them 
And therefore, here's something that is also eating me on the inside, and I cannot talk about it. I said, no, gotcha. uh, mm-hmm. I need to go out there and help people. So that was the motivation for me, that I wanted to heal people, and I cannot heal people when I'm still hurt. Mm-hmm. So I had to deal with my pain, and therefore, so that I can help people, you know, um, you know, in a way that at the end of the day, they will come out of whatever it is that they are going through. These are some of the people that look up to me, by the way. So I'm, when I'm able to talk about it, now I've got what you call brother keepers. A lot of men come when you have meetings such as that, and, and they talk, because I talk about it openly. That, like my, my Martin is saying, when you have a lot of people talking and strong men talking, you get motivated to talk. Mm. So Anne, what I'm hearing, Anela, is that the only time the idea of being brave enough to speak was being able to see yourself in others, being able to hear others say, I've had the same experience. I'm not alone because we don't get to see mm. uh, men who openly say I've been abused. They, I, I mean, I don't want to call them role models, but but you kind of need to see that it's possible that you're not alone for you mm. to be able to open up. It's quite interesting that now I'm having my own moment of counter-transference mm. um, where in therapy you would be, a, a client would trigger something in you. Yes. I hardly speak of this experience. I myself, goodness gracious. I was molested oh when I was 10 years. I'm so Man. sorry, Anila. I'm really so sorry. Nobody no knows idea. that. I had no idea. Very few people know about that, actually. Oh and interestingly, at that time, I never thought about it mm-hmm. because it became a familiar experience with what the perpetrator did to me. Mm. And so it was my very first experience. And thinking through as a child what what was going on in my mind, I knew nothing else that was pleasurable as opposed to what I had. Mm. And so that's why I could identify with that experience. And so later in life, I I battled a lot with that because I never shared it with anyone. Mm. And because there was this level of shame as to, what did this guy see? And interestingly, it was a family friend hmm. um, that no one in my family actually knows about it. And so since that time, I had to wrestle with myself hmm. as to try to understand what was going on, why did I ever even identify with. And as I became a teenager, my, my thing as to why did I allow myself to be victimized without saying something about this? And, and perhaps unconsciously, that's one of the things that maybe to study psychology, mm-hmm. because there was this part of wanting to heal the broken person that I was. Mm-hmm. And, and the anger also came as a result of, why do I constantly allow... Sometimes I would even go to the perpetrator, mm-hmm. because I was deeply entrenched into that pleasurable moment, mm-hmm. which later I then discovered that, no, actually it was me being lured into the idea of pleasure without seeing the idea that I was violated. And so out of therapy, constantly over years and time, I began to realize that I needed to forgive myself Mm. for thinking that I was the one that led him on. I've got Anonymous on the line from Soweto. Hello, Anonymous. Thank you for speaking. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much. This is a very interesting topic. Um, if I may borrow um, from from the broader description of of, of abuse that um, we normally 
understand when we're referring to women and girls. Yes. Um, and, and, and I have beautiful daughters of my own that I would protect with my own life. So, so I hope nobody uh, construes what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would love for us to adopt a similar uh, definition, a broader definition of male abuse. Um, by that I mean we we we. I'm listening to the gentleman, and I'm very deeply hurt mm. listening to their stories. Mm. Um, but the abuse doesn't only uh, happen at, at younger age. Um, you get male abuse in marriages mm. where men are abused by their spouses, and that is something else that's lost off. And if you look at our, at our, at our current society in general. Uh, my observation is we we give very little attention to the development of our boys in our society. Mm-hmm. And when he mentions uh, uh, the percentage of boys that are abused and the percentage of reported cases, mm-hmm. um, I'm suspecting if you compare reported percentage of girl abuse to boy abuse, you find girls have more courage to mm. come out and report. Mm. And when I'm saying more courage, I don't mean most of them are reporting. Yes. I'm talking mm. I get what you mean. Now. Yes, I yeah. understand what you mean. And I want to propose that we as a society start investing as much energy in developing our boys as I have so impressively been uh, observing that we are talking about girl, child, and all of it. And mm. and I'm saying if we if we... If we start talking to our little boys and show them what a man is and, you know, prepare kids for, for situations like that. Um, um, I say to my daughters, respect is, uh, we have our own de- definition of respect. You don't insult, attack, or look down upon a person. If you don't do that, you're not respecting. So you can have a conversation, you can challenge me, you can ask me questions. The society that we have at the moment doesn't encourage our boys to be brave and, mm. you know, asking questions and challenging things. So if I'm a young 13-year-old and I'm abused, mm. chances of me being able to talk to somebody mm. in the current society are close to nil. Mm. So I'm saying let's look at male abuse as part of the bigger problem of society mm. from young boys even in marriages where husbands are abused by their, by their wives, mm. that has an impact on the children that we are raising. Mm. Thank you so much. Sure, mm. thank you very much. Let me go quickly to Jabulani and then we'll get a chance to respond. Jabulani in Mpumalanga, thank you so much for calling. Hi. How are you, ma'am? Hi, I'm well, thank you, Jabulani. I'm fine. Uh, thanks for the gentleman who came out today to break out this thing. Mm. Uh, I'm the one, I'm one of those, which happened to me while I was six years old. Sorry, man. Have you spoken about it before, Jablani? The problem is one. Mm. Our government is protecting women every time when you say to the public, this lady did this to me. The government is always protecting the females. Mm. When you go to the police station and report this thing, they just laugh at you as a, as a stupid. 
Yeah, Jabaloni, <sighs> it, it happens, man. And but it doesn't make what happened to you any less more important, you know. I mean, we, we, you know, the ignorance of people that would mock you because you were raped, um, it's not your fault, eh? It's not your fault. You're the victim here, my friend, and uh, you need to speak out. Be brave, man. Be brave. Phoning us and telling us your story is, is amazing. It's strong, but you need to take it a step from here and go and get counseling. Find somebody that you can talk to about this. Later on. I want to check. Later on. Mm-hmm. Later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was so old now, I was also abused by a woman. Mm. Yeah. I took the whole matter to court. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the court, the file I just dismissed. Mm-hmm. The next thing, the woman's month. Don't touch a woman. Woman is dead and dead. is a stone dead and dead. Mm. But these people are doing these things to us every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, on, the, on, the, on, the, on the other side of everything when you get to the department which you're paying tax out of it you're paying staff out of it to get help they tell you no we are not responsible for this go to that one when you come to that one that one says such a strong man can be abused by the lady mm. i want to check uh, I, I i am very angry where i can't even touch my I, wife i, I can when i, I can always, hear you when i look at her mm. i just feel like going out and just kill every woman around the area mm. I'm going to ask that's, if you don't mind. That's why, uh, that's why today mm-hmm. you find uh, some women are killed on the area who doesn't know who killed them because men, they cannot get help. They become frustrated and they just want to revenge Jab- because Jab- our government is laughing at the men when it's been abused by the woman. Jablani, may I ask a favor? Just because of time, I'm going to ask that we call you back. We go to the headlines and then bring you back so that we can unpack your story. I don't want to let you go at the moment. I think you, it's still quite uh, difficult for you to discuss this. And, and gentlemen, just hang on there with me while we process what uh, um, Jabulani has just asked us to do. And this is your platform as well, 0891-104-207. You are in a safe space. You're welcome to take part in this conversation. It is your forum too. So I would love you to also take part in this. And if you need the safe space, we'll definitely offer it to you. 2.30 now. Let's go straight to Udzile for the latest in headlines. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.5 FM in Stellenbosch. 29 minutes to 3 o'clock. My name is Pimelo Modena. You're on SAFM's uh, Life Happens. And uh, we are at a feature called the Men's Forum. Uh, we have been doing this for about three weeks now. We'll do a couple more after this as well. And today I would really like to warn those who may find this uh, content sensitive. Uh, it is sensitive content. It is, uh, we're discussing male abuse. And if I really don't want you to be triggered, if you don't want to be listening to this, I do want to warn you in advance. But you are really welcome if you want to be a part of this conversation to, to call us. I've got a psychologist here. I've got a live co-chair. I've also got a, a, a gentleman who runs a foundation that assists uh, abused men. So I do want to warn you in advance so that you know um, that this is the kind of content we're dealing with if you've got children and you don't want them to hear it so that you can also take appropriate steps. 0891 Before we went to the um, 
to the headlines. Jabulani was on the line and I did ask him, gentlemen, to to stay with us because I think he he's going through a lot of emotions. Uh, Anela, I mean, I worry when you listen to what what mm. he's saying. He, you know, he, he refers to how angry he is and mm. he understands he's empathetic to people who murder women because of his his anger, because of his hurt. I mean, I don't know what you would say to him. Uh, it's clear um, that he has not resolved his um, abuse, mm. which now he sits with a lot of bargaining and a lot of anger mm. towards himself. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, probably the perpetrator is no more there and there's no one to project the feeling to or to actually take it out to. No, he he's very clear. He's, he's, he's saying he's the, living with a woman. Oh, I mean, relating wife. to his earlier experience. So, oh. so he, no, his, he's, wife his, wife, oh, his wife is a I don't know if it's his wife. I didn't ask like him, it. but he's uh -huh. saying when he looks at his wife, oh, yeah, you know, the, he's, the he gets quite, quite annoyed and he, he gets quite angry. So I, I didn't ask him. But, but look, Jablani, you're here. Are we, is the abuse from your wife? But he said twice. He said, I think it relates back to his childhood or something. He said twice. So twice. he, he okay. was abused when he was six. And then he later on again in life, he was abused as an adult. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's the connection I was trying to make yes, on, yes. The, on the previous one. All right. So we kind of seem to have lost him again on the line, but we're trying to get him back. Um, you Maybe know, I can just alight and take it further yes, there. Yes, yes. Um, if the first incident was never dealt with, mm -hmm. and it seems that now the any kind of um, abuse that he's experiencing is triggering those kind of moments of vulnerability. Mm. And because it is an unresolved, deep-seated emotional um, state, mm. it, it then the current situation maintains the, the difficulty, maintains the anger, maintains the unresolved, deep-seated psychological matters. And so now the wife becomes the symptom. Mm -hmm of something that was never dealt with appropriately. And, and and probably there will be this thing that you attract what you are and you attract what you are familiar with. Mm. But now he has the capacity of acknowledging that the abuse he's experiencing now is something that is overwhelming him and that he cannot cope with it. However, the only way to cope with it and deal with it, it is when he sees a therapist Mm. who would make him understand the associations of his earlier um, abuse, mm. what it was. It could be sexually, it could be emotional and otherwise, and make the connections with the current state of what he's experiencing. And then from there, he would get his way of how to negotiate um, both these kinds of abuses. Mm. Yeah. I'm with Anne Lesiswane, who's a clinical psychologist, Martin Manamela, life coach and counsellor, and Martin Pelders, who is a founder of Ma Matrix Men. And all are here for all of us to, to really ask questions and, and go into your issues as well, if you really want to. Lindalani, is it Lindalani or Lindani? Lindani. Lindani, thank you so much for calling us. You ca you're calling us from Atlufluwe in Kezirin. Atlufluwe in Kezirin, yes. Hi. Um, this is touching, and I'm 31 years old. Mm. And um, for two years, this is the first time I'm speaking about this because I'm on radio and I, I'm hearing this is a sensitive topic. And my deep condolences as well to the gentleman that was just talking to you and uh, I can see he's also touched. Mine, it went on for two years. Um, we had a helper at our house. Um, I was 10 years old. Um, she would uh, take video cassettes of pornography because I would come back early from primary school 
and she would make me sit with her and watch this and she would have me practice this with her and i had to live until i was 19 20 mm. thinking i'm hiv positive because mm. I, I started to learn about um uh, condoms hiv and unprotected mm. sex and i would think i'm already um um hiv positive and i couldn't go test and donate blood because i was thinking this person for two years was doing this to me and it all had to stop from the day i told her there's some um white creamy uh, liquid that's coming out of my thing then she said no 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 you're gonna make me pregnant this has to stop and wow. i was thinking to myself this is just fun what was happening and now that i understand and i'm able to even talk about it that i was actually i'm actually a victim and this is the first time i'm speaking about it because i didn't understand at that time it would come back to me year in year out that there was a person at our house that would do this mm. to me Wow, Lindani, thank you for your account. Uh, How are you Mm. managing now, as you're saying, that you are realizing this at the moment? Uh, Thanks to the life coach comments, Mm. because he just said, we should know that is not our fault. We Mm. didn't do this to ourselves. I think I would have to um, get uh, um, his details. And I think I would have to speak to him further and try to actually get counseling and life coaching lessons that would make me actually to to understand that life goes on even beyond this abuse for mm. us as guys. You're mm. a brave man. Thank you very much for calling brave and reaching out for help. Man. Yeah, thank mm. you very much for reaching out. It's, 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 I'm, I'm astounded and I'm really uh, humbled by uh, the number of calls that are coming in bravely admitting to the difficulties. Mm. Jabulani is back with us. Martin Manamela, I want to give you your first shot with, with Jabulani. Come again? I'm saying Jabulani is back on the line with us. I want to give oh, you yes. the first bite at, at talking to him. You see, one of the things that uh, I've picked up from Javadan, of course, is anger. Mm. But this is what I want to say, because he said something very disturbing to say, sometimes you look at women and you just want to go around mm. and killing women. Mm. But mm. the one thing that Javadan needs to understand as a brother to brother is that you can never kill anger. You can go around killing, but that anger will never go away never because you are away. killing innocent people. Mm and in trying to deal with the anger. So the best thing that you can rather do, like Anna said, is just to get, first thing, of course, to get therapy. Mm-hmm. And again, second thing, to forgive yourself. But the third thing is this. You know, you need to understand that each and every day you need to train yourself to think positively mm-hmm. because otherwise you're gonna be, end up in a condition or like, you know, spiraling down into negativity all the time. Because every time you think about it, and you know, thoughts are connected to activities, thoughts are connected to, you know, people. So you need to look at it because this is how I dealt with it. I looked at my uncle and I said, if I'm going to continue to be angry with this person who did this to me and he's not even feeling sorry for himself for the things that he has done, it means he controls my happiness. Going forward into the future, he's still going to continue to control my relationships, even in his absence, because I will. I remember I used to have a challenge when I had to have sex because I hated sex because I looked at sex as something that is about power because he was mm. he was more powerful than I was. 
So he forced me into this thing. So I looked at it and said, but this person seems like he's going to control the rest of my life. And I got jealous of that. And I'm like, no, 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 I cannot allow this to happen. I need to stop it. And I forgave him without even him saying, I am sorry. He passed on right now. So the the, the problem that I was going to be left with if I didn't forgive him was going to be, I would not even know who to direct the anger to. Mm. So I would be angry maybe at my wife and everybody else around. So I'm just saying, you can never kill anger. You can only go to therapy about it and release it and forgive yourself and forgive the perpetrator. Jabulani, does that make sense to you? Are you hearing what, what Martin is saying? Yes, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. Mm. But what, what, what creates the, the anger at the most? Mm-hmm. The government that we vote for, the government that we are paying our taxes and monies every day, if you don't pay tax, they put the sheriff on your gate. Mm. We, we, we're paying people to come and do what these three gentlemen now took a stand and do it. There can be a lady today uh, who, who, who's receiving what we have received. The, the whole force of South Africa will stand by their they will stand by their feet. I took this matter myself to the to the highest level of South Africans, which we pay our money, our taxes, everything about it. Can I just say something, Jabulani, and I'm not minimizing what you're saying. I, I want to say that it's not true that women are treated better by the police and the justice system. Um, I, I, know, like I, I know that they are, people empathize a lot with women. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen, but I'm saying there are many women like you who have the same experience, where they don't feel protected, Mm -hmm. where the law has let them down. So it's not true that this is an experience unique to men. Mm. I have have a a four-year-old daughter. I want want to protect her like like a god in in, in my life. Mm -hmm. But every day of my life, I see that woman on TV. Oh. In your daughter? She, 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 no, I see that woman who abused me oh, on TV. Oh, I see. I see that woman <laughs> every day of my life. She's one of the best people in South Africa. Oh. Sure. She, 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 when she speaks, people are standing up. But when I just go there, you know what they're saying to me? Mm-hmm. No, you can't go in. You must make an appointment. You come in. No, no, she doesn't want to talk to you. No, 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 no. They call the security to move this rubbish out. I just want to look her through the eyes. Chabalani. Uh, Martin, go ahead. Yeah. Can I help you? Yes, go ahead. Firstly, I mean, we can hear that you're angry. And like the other Martin said, you know what? That anger is... is I want to look her through the eyes. Yes. In front of my children. I want to let yes. the children know about this. Yeah. Mm. And we can help you with that, Chabalani. But we need you and to deal with your and anger, and though. You can't keep lashing out like this. Why did you do this to me? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, let me just interject as a psychologist. It's, it's Jabulani. Um, where are you based? Yeah, I think we need to get. Mm. Uh, uh, we need to take. But Jabulani. But Jab, Jabulani. Yes, sir. Where are you based there? 
Are you around Johannesburg? Okay. What what I think we're going to do, I'm Jablani, gonna, gonna is, to, yeah, is, is to take your details. I, I have to commend you for being so brave. Yeah for coming on a platform like this and telling your story. Lots of people are reacting and lots of people that, are saying they feel your story. I am not at but, all taking what you're doing for person, granted. But that person is working free outside and eating my truck every day. We, we understand We can help you with that, Jabalani. We can help you. the professionals help you, Jabalani. It is not an easy journey. It will not be an easy journey. Nobody deserves what's happened to you. Yeah. And yeah. let the professionals help you. I Please, I plead with you, accept the help from the professionals. We're mm. going to take this offline and they will be in touch with you. Mm. And you mm. do need help, Jabalani. It's very, Definitely. very evident to us. We do need help. You, we need to help you. Please stay on the line and please accept our help. Now, my number is the student will give it. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate mm. Jabalani. Mm. Thanks there. for and, being and we'll, so brave, Jabalani. Yeah. Really. Rutsani in Limpopo, thank you for your patience. Hi. Thank you well, um, to be involved in this topic. I am a doctor myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't say I have experience. Uh, I have my own experience, but I've got experience through other people who have been consulting for all these years. But the challenge in South Africa, I'm appreciating now because you're having a psychologist there. You are having a life coach there and somebody who has experienced uh, such kind of... Uh, treatment. But the honesty is that we are seeing these people every day, especially men. Mm. We can't refer them to any institutions around here in Nubobo that we can say, go to this psychologist, go to this clinical psychologist, go to this social worker. Mm. So it's like now, our government is not investing much into dealing with such kind of a, 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 a um, conditions. Mm. So we have very less social workers, less clinical psychologists, and less life coaches. So what Jabulani is saying, I'm not saying he is right, but you can see that wherever he is, nobody has tried maybe to refer him, or even himself has looked at a certain institution and say, this is an institution that I can go to and get help mm. because government has not invested into clinical psychologists, social workers, and the others. So what I'm trying to say is that please, as our government, please let's invest into these people. They are there, but they are unemployed and they're sitting at all. Yeah, Ritsani, you, you raise a very good point. And, and, and what's interesting is just uh, two weeks ago, the MEC for Social Development in KZN came out and said that in KZN, they actually set aside some of their budget to specifically deal with male victims of abuse. So it's mm-hmm. starting, my friend. It's starting. It's been a long journey. Uh, men yeah. are finally standing up and saying, hey, hear our voices. We also we can hurt too. And it's beginning. It's beginning now. Um, you know, there's positive moves coming from, from government. They're phoning us. They're saying, we hear you. We understand. And it's going to take time. But, um, yeah, just keep going, buddy. Just keep uh, doing what you do and keep helping uh, people as much as you can. So, so I, I want us to deal a little bit with um, what we saw in Jabulani, the anger. Mm. Oh. Um, you know, women have similar reactions as well as victims of abuse mm. and so on. But when you listen to Jabulani, mm. I mean, I would be afraid to walk uh, in the street where Jabulani 
resides mm. you know if mm. i bump into him on a day when he feels this angry mm. yeah actually and that's a difficult one isn't it mm. to 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 sympathize and empathize with the victim and the fear that as as women we live mm. amongst men who feel this type of anger and who feels disempowered who feels like he doesn't know where else to direct it mm. and and i got chills down my spine when he said when i look at my wife mm. i get angry she as i said she becomes a symptom Correct. of his unresolved anger and, and and that anger can only be resolved by him having to come to realize that it's something that happened but i have control over it speaks to what the life coach spoke about as to you own it to yourself to say this is my own healing journey and until you come to accept as i've highlighted from our previous experiences nobody takes you there but only you yourself takes you um to that process where you actually make peace with yourself but coming to the issue of him you've heard the last um in the last part of his um narrative mm-hmm. he is really hurting yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. it is only now that it's, it's hitting he him is. at an emotional level mm-hmm. it could have been at a cognitive level mm-hmm. thinking about it mm-hmm. but feeling about it now but what he needs to do with the feeling it is to work with the mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. by going to see a therapist but really i'm worried about mm-hmm. um his level of danger yeah. to other women particularly now his women yeah. uh, his woman and the kids because they are a trigger mm-hmm. of his own unresolved Some, it, to some point, the wife may be abusive, but at the same time, he may be taking on a lot of his projections to his wife. Mm-hmm. Nathan in Nelspruit, thank you so much for calling. Hi. Well, how are you? I'm Nathan K from Nelspruit. Yes, Nathan. Okay, I wanted to discuss about that program. Let me say about this. Eh? Mm-hmm. My mom and my dad, they are still married. They are still alive. Mm-hmm. They are married. together mm. now they are in marriage for about to 53 years you know 52 years mm. but the main problem with this is eh, if you propose a lady mainly we first look for what they are supposed to gain from you you understand nowadays people are doing wrong things why it's not based on love but it's based on what i'm supposed to get from that person That's why you see okay, I'm talking on behalf of that guy who called from here in Bumaranga. It seems the lady wanted something from a man. Then at the end after gaining or failed to gain what she wanted from him and she decided to abuse him the way the way she did to him. That guy is not hungry that is hungry because the wife is doing that. There is something which happened before. Many ladies they are not based on love, they are based on finance, mainly finance. I'm giving an example. If I'm driving on uh, my car on the road, I propose a lady. It's easy that lady to agree. Okay, I'm, I'm a married person, but I can't propose. I agree with that. But if I propose a lady, it's easy that lady to come to me. But if I'm walking, I don't have shoes, I don't have what. That lady, it's very difficult to come to me. You understand? Let me ask you this, Nathan. Before we go to other people's experiences, do you have experience with abuse yourself? No, no, I don't have that experience. When I was still younger, I was okay. I didn't have any problem with the, my childhood or whatever. Mm-hmm. But until now, I'm okay. I'm a married person with my wife. I don't have any abuse within my family. Okay. You were just sharing your view, your point of view. Thanks very much yeah. for that, Nathan. I really appreciate it. Eddie in Limpopo, thank you very much for calling. Hi. Thank you, ma'am. Um, I am um, a pastor now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I had the same experience that gentleman is talking about. I understand that anger that he is going through. Mm. Here is my contribution as I'm listening to you. Mm. Um, we should be, we are triune beings. That man is emotionally, you know, helped. There is a spiritual side of it that we need to understand as well to create a balance in that man's life. I tried to follow up that thing on my side as well. A man raised me in 1987. I was a student. I knew nothing about, about gays and lesbians then. Mm. A man who was gay, he raised me at school. Mm. And when I'm following that up now in my life spiritually, it opens a gap, a door in my life. That has made me to be, to be disrespectful of women at the time. I followed my life up. So, so um, there's a spiritual aspect of it where somebody gets damaged emotionally and spiritually. Mm. Mm. So I would suggest that um, that gentleman, as much as he is hurt, I hear you are saying that he can, he's the only person who can deal with it as well. Listen, there's an element of a spiritual element on his side that has to be dealt with as well because mm. everything it starts in the spirit so that man is happening in the spirit he has to be dealt with and he gets he gets that a spiritual counseling um even um, um family counseling and, and something like that then it will create a balance in his life all right, Eddie. I mean, we obviously will open all of those avenues to him. Mm. It's obviously he has to receive and, 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 and be willing. Anonymous in Middleburg High. All right, we've lost Anonymous. Mm, what about the people that live with someone like this? Someone who's had this experience. And I suppose people, you know, mm. they, they deal with the the anger, the shame, and all of these things differently. Mm. What with the family, the people, their spouses, their partners, and so on? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, what happens is, as as boys in this country, I mean, this is this speaks to toxic masculinity, and I know mm. a lot of people don't like us saying this, but <laughs> you know, there's good masculinity, there's toxic masculinity, and this speaks to this very, very definitely. Um, my friend Reese, who also does counselling of male survivors, said to me, he's found that uh, men have six words to describe their emotions. <laughs> That's essentially the all boil, all the emotions they have the in the world. Right? I mean, all the emotions they have in the <laughs> exactly. world. They when can only do woman, it in one and one one finger, one hand and one, one hand finger. One finger. There we go. You see, and That's, women have hundreds of words no, to let describe me tell you, emotions. There are not enough right? fingers to count the number so of words. We we don't empower our boys to talk about these, and I, unfortunately, what happens is boys tend to turn to sort of four big ones. It's sex, anger, or violence. Uh, addiction, drugs, and pornography, and that sort of thing. So this is where we kind of go to get rid of our frustrations, and it's not healthy. And you get guys like Jambalani who have now been pushing down those emotions for so long now, and now that he's finally speaking about this, I mean, this is the first time he's talking about it, this stuff is all boiling out mm. and coming out of him. And unfortunately, anger is a huge issue with men that can't deal with their problems. So we take that out on our families. I know I did that with my ex-wife and I did that with my did daughter. They know? Did they know what was eating mm. you up? They no, they know. only found out later. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's oh. a problem. Anonymous in Carolina, that's in Mpumalanga. Hi, thanks for calling. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks very much for calling, Anonymous. I am all right. 
I would like to share an experience on how we boys um, sometimes uh, grow up and we are neglected. I think there's a big problem about uh, how boys growing up and nobody really cares of what they do and what experiences they go through. Mm. I remember when I was young, eh? mm. there was a boy who was a relative who came to visit us. And the things that he had in his mind and tried to teach us his boys and told us what to do, it was not really good things. Mm. Um, I remember there was a time when even uh, he told us that he could sleep with a chicken or with a goat. Mm. And he even went on showing us how he's doing it. And that's the mistake that we are making. We don't look at how boys are, 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 are grown up, like raised. You only care about girls, taking care of girls. And I think that is where the rapists and all of these uh, bad people coming from, from when we are young. Mm. Because if we took what that guy was teaching us and exercised it, and we could have even thought it's the right thing to do. So, um... There's also a guy who actually did something to me, but I, I don't think I'll be comfortable to just, just share it on the radio. That's okay. As long as you get help, uh, Anonymous. Are you getting help, Anonymous? Please. Uh, right now, I'm fine with it. I don't have any problems. I think I'm through with it. But yeah, as, as mm. I heard you guys talking about it, yeah. Thanks I for also experienced that thing. Thanks for that. To do something to me. Thanks very much for that. There is no such thing, is it? That you'll be fine. <laughs> no. Is there Unless you've dealt with of, it. It's a way of trying to subliminally seize Suppress yourself it. down from the pain. Mm. And it, it, there's a clear understanding to say that as much as he can think about it. He thinks he's fine. Uh, he thinks mm. he's, he's fine, fine. But when he looks at the triggers and some of the things that happened, for the fact that he recalls that experience. Well, you just have to listen to his voice. <laughs> yes. There's a yeah. quiver in There's his voice yes. that tells you the guy, the guy can't be It's okay. an unresolved matter. And yeah. he's not happy to talk about it. I mean, yeah. he, hasn't, he hasn't dealt with it. Anonymous, please, please, please find somebody, talk about it. Let's direct people. What I'm hearing is a loud cry for where can we get help. Um, yeah. Okay, for me, they can get me on my social media. At Anelis 101 on Twitter and on Instagram, Anelis underscore uh, Indigo. And then for my practice details on 010-822-3151 and WhatsApp 083-797-4915. Martin, uh, Matrix Men? Yeah, Matrix Men again is all over... Uh, no, me, Martin. Wait. <laughs> now that you're here, let's, let's, let's go ahead, Martin. Yeah. Uh, Matrix Men is available online, social media. So it's Matrix Men ZA or Matrix Men SA on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, we also, uh, I'm available, Martin, at matrixmen.org. Dot, uh, yeah, dot org, and then uh, 0784574911. Martin Manamela, I don't want your number. Just tell us when social media where we can find you. Yeah, Martin Speaker Manamela on Facebook, Martin Manamela Martin on uh, Instagram, Martin the Love Doctor Manamela on uh, Twitter. Gentlemen, it's been a difficult one, but thank you for, sure. for your Great. time and this everything. Tough. Thank you very much, mm. gentlemen. Thanks. That conversation will be available as a podcast. It's three o'clock.